0: Just what is it that you want to do? We want to be free. We want to be free to to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a good time. Hey, welcome back to Drunk Movie Review Podcast. Today I got a good one for you. I actually just came out of the movie theater. It's Thursday, the time that I upload... But um, this was the midnight premiere. I saw it at um, like 4 o'clock because that's what midnight premieres have come to. They showed it at at 4 p.m. and that's the first showing. So that was me. Um, So I'm going to have to edit this podcast real quick. So if it seems kind of rushed, that's why. But I really wanted to review this movie because I thought it was going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, I wasn't disappointed. Uh, But first off, before I start, my drink of choice, I thought it was only appropriate I looked up uh, some video game and like movie um, inspired drinks and came up with the Pac-Man which is basically just orange juice pineapple juice and vodka so that's what I'm drinking this a podcast the Pac-Man so let's get right into it the movie was awesome I loved the movie so much it was fun to watch it was visually stunning which is duh Steven Spielberg it's it's awesome And so the CGI, um, which was heavily used in the movie, obviously you can guess that CGI was used a lot. Uh, The main character, I would say like 80% of the movie was a CGI character. Um, In fact, all of the characters most of the time were CGI. And it looked good most of the time. Some of the time the faces were a little iffy. That might be personal preference. But some some of the CGI faces were just a little off for me. But most of the time it was pretty good. The plot was interesting, so the plot is, um, again, no spoilers, the plot is this kid, Wade Watts, and he lives in the stacks, this is all stuff that you got from the trailer. But anyway, the creator of this video game, uh, Wonder World, the Oasis, has died and has left a secret Easter egg in the world. You have to find three keys to get the Easter egg, and you are in control of the Oasis, and you get all of his shares in it. So you become like half a trillionaire. I think that's what it is. Half a trillion dollars worth of money is what you get. So this business called IOI, Innovative Online Industries, I think is what it's abbreviated for. They're like this huge company that hire people to play the game to get the keys and get the Easter egg and get all that money. And of course, the 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 big corporate bad guy in here, who is nothing special. The bad well, really nothing big, but um, that is the bad guy. is the corporate man, the man trying to take all our shit. But anyway, it's about Wade Watts and his friends, his his clan, um, looking for the the keys and fighting against IOI, both in the game and outside the game, because obviously, you know they can be killed in real life. But they can't really be killed in the game you can lose some shit but that's about it but uh yeah that's the plot the pace of the film was a little fast but it didn't feel rushed you know it it didn't feel like it was speeding along too fast but it felt completed so i don't have a problem there the camera work i've written down it wasn't anything special i think it was just like cameras placed exactly where it was steady followed everything but that I guess that really wasn't the point is to have fancy camera work. It was all about the visuals, you know, like in a video game, you're sitting in front of a screen and your head's not moving, but the stuff on the screen is. So I think that was kind of what they were shooting for. So the, the camera work isn't anything to speak about, but I don't think that was the point. I think the the CGI action filled movie in itself kind of made up for that. But even though I loved the movie, can't say enough good things about it. I do have a few gripes one of them being one of their references. Now, this movie boasted loads of cameos and references to pop culture from the 80s and 90s. And one of them, he buys in the little virtual world a holy hand grenade from Monty Python's The Holy Grail. And so, if you've seen that movie, it's one of the most quoted parts of the movie. In the movie, The Holy Grail... The holy hand grenade you're supposed to pull the pin and count to three and the joke is that he keeps counting to like four or five and like never actually counts to three to use it but so i thought they were gonna you know pull that joke back and use it but in the movie when he uses the holy hand grenade he just pulls the pin and throws it it makes no actual callback to the reference itself and in the theater i actually groaned out loud audibly when he when they just didn't follow through with the reference they like it's basically the shell of a reference or a cameo or whatever it's like just pulls the pin throws it like wh- where was the joke where was the where was the reference he's supposed to count to 3 specifically that's the whole entire point of the holy hand grenade is so that you pull it count to 3 and then throw it or else it doesn't work but anyway that was one of my small gripes But uh, again, with the boasted loads of cameos you expected to see in here, a lot of the scenes like fighting scenes is when, you know, most of the things were there. They seemed like they were really cluttered, like there was almost too much on the screen for you to pick out one single thing. Like, I'm really excited for this movie to come out on DVD so that I can get it and actually pause it. Cause in the theater, I wanted so bad to just be like, fucking rewind for ten seconds and let me pause and go frame by frame and point out, oh look, there's Crash Bandicoot. Oh yeah, there's the Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh yeah, there's Tracer from Overwatch. But I can, re- they only like really focused, focus is even the right word, on like six. Like the ones that can come off the top of my head were Halo. The Master Chief was in there uh, specifically. Um, Starcraft, uh, Overwatch, but it was just Tracer from Overwatch. Uh, the Iron Giant played a a decent part and I love the Iron Giant. Literally, when I went out to get the ingredients for this Pac-Man, I dug through the, um, like the discount movies bin and I found the Iron Giant for like $3 and I can't tell you how excited I was. That was one of my favorite movies (laughs) as a kid, the Iron Giant. I think my mom and I watched that in theater like six or seven times. One of one of my favorite movies, best memories. So I went ahead and picked it up. That was a steal of a deal. But anyway, the Iron Giant played a decent part in this movie, and I just loved it. I liked seeing the Iron Giant again working. But there was one thing that I didn't like about it, but not in the movie. Um, one of their promotional, like a Ready Player One, one of their promotionals, um, I saw this a couple weeks ago, was a big 3D cutout iron giant, and he had guns for arms, right? And one of the main one of the main things about the iron giant is that he does not want to be a weapon. He does not want to be used for combat. He's he wants to be like us. He wants to be human. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. He's a gentle giant, the iron giant. And the the main purpose of him was to use him as a giant fucking weapon. So. I don't know, kind of, kind of bittersweet there. I love to see the Iron Giant again, but it kind of used him in the wrong way. But you know, that's that's just me. You know, I I bring that to the table. Somebody else probably wouldn't. You know, I want to see the Iron Giant be gentle. But anyway, yeah. the the only the only six yeah Halo, Starcraft, Overwatch, the Iron Giant, and the Ninja Turtles. The Ninja Turtles were in there for a split second that I saw. Uh, Mecha Godzilla was in there for a little bit. But overall, um, I expected to be seeing a whole bunch of these things, and maybe I did, but I just can't remember them. And maybe they just flashed on the screen too quickly for me to really even pay attention. If this movie does come out on DVD, I definitely will get it just so I can go through and pause it frame by frame in the giant fucking battle scenes so that I can pick out and point like where all these things are. Because that's what it was marketed as. It was marketed as, you know, no matter what you're a fan of, this movie will have it in there. And really, unless you're a fan of Halo, Overwatch, or the Iron Giant, you might be missing out a little bit. Now, it is time for Rotten Rotten Tomatoes Tomatoes Critic Reviews. reviews. So, on to Rotten Tomatoes Critic Reviews. Let's just get into it. Here's a, well, let's see, Her first... Uh, Tomato meter like so critics give it a 77% while the audience gives it an 81 so just barely the audience liked it a little better than critics which I can understand some people might be biased Um, you know if they love the Ninja Turtles saw the Ninja Turtles and they're like oh that was so awesome I mean, I like the movie and you know I love the Iron Giant with my whole heart but uh, here we go here's a here's a fresh review from Mark Daniel Many of the book's references to Spielberg's cultural artifacts have been stripped away, but he imbibes the movie with flashes of color and heart that rekindle a sense of wonderment that will transport many viewers back to their childhoods. Now, I haven't read the book, so I can't really attest for how accurate the movie is with the book. And um, that happens with every book-to-movie adaptation, is that it loses some of its detail and luster and kind of background for each and every character. Because obviously they don't get as much as much time as they would in a movie as they do a book as far as the the sparks of color and the heart I totally can see that it's um it's just fun to watch it's fun to look at and i I really recommend it so let's look for um a rotten one. here's one from j.r. Jones, a top critic amid the special effects maelstrom. Wade Watts never emerges as a character and the taciturn Sheridan is in constant danger of being outacted by his own avatar who can connect with a hero when he's just watching the story. And this absolutely has to be someone who read the book before watching the movie because again it's it's going to lose some of the detail and background for characters. You know, you can't really hate the movie Just because they didn't go into like immense background detail for each and every character. They just can't do that, you know, on any movie constraints. But um, when he says being out acted by his own avatar, like I said, during like 80% of the movie, the main characters are in CGI form. where they've got big ass anime eyes and weird hair and like skin textures in different clothes and maybe i will wicked tattoos and stuff that they don't have in real life i mean it's obvious that you can do so much more with the cgi character than you can with a with a real life person uh like take jim carrey for example uh one of the reasons he was hired to play the mask in the mask is because he could contort his face in unhumanly ways because he's just like a crazy dude and he can just like morph his face when he can, so they could use less CGI. Hence, like not using as much money to do the CGI of the face. But you know, to be inhuman in the way that you can move and act—that's the whole point of the CGI. Like they're they're putting in the CGI because normal people don't look and act like that. They can't move like that. So J.R. Jones, I, I can't I can't totally agree with you on that one. Um, I think. I think uh, Sheridan, the, the main actor, I think he did a great job. I think he did a, a really good job. It took me a while, like maybe partway 15, 20 minutes through the movie to stop seeing him as the son in Home Improvement and see him as a different character overall. Because that's the only thing, other thing that I've seen him in is Home Improvement from fucking years and years and years ago. So let's quickly find another one. Here's a here's a rotten one from Matthew Licanola. Lacana Lacana there it is Matthew Lacana top critic and he says uh life in the oasis is exciting and wondrous to behold through your avatars oversized anime eyes but it doesn't mean much without some real world stakes and that's where the film stumbles badly I feel like this guy didn't even watch the movie yeah this guy didn't watch the movie obviously because there are real world stakes uh, they talk about one of the characters' uh, father had died working for IOI. The, the the main corporate bad guy had like worked there as one of their um, constant game players because he got like hundreds of people playing the game, and he had died there. And so um, they're trying to like get revenge on IOI by solving the puzzles and getting the keys and kicking IOI out. And you know, they're being hunted in real life. They have to, like, hide and get into the game. So there is, like, real life, real world stakes. So this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, apparently. Like, maybe he just watched the first 30 minutes of the movie and got kicked out for being an asshole? I don't know. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, this guy, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Matthew Lacona. San Diego Reader. Okay. Yeah, let's, uh, let's just ignore that one. Jeez. Let's uh, let's finish it off strong with a uh, with a fresh review here from Robert Dinnerstein. Visually sophisticated and full of invention, the movie harkens back to one of Spielberg's career's sweet spots, the 1980s. And actually, that didn't even cross my mind um, going into this, but that was when Spielberg was making his best stuff, like the things that he's known for today, was back in the 1980s. So it's cool that this guy brought that in there. Um, and brought that up because I, I hadn't thought of that, but really sophisticated and full of invention. The the movie is everything that it, it was marketed to be other than, you know, like all of the cameos, like I said earlier, it's, the screen's a little too cluttered to really pick out your favorite or even like pick out any really other than like the six main ones that they actually have I- included in the story or like shown for more than fucking point three seconds. But yeah, it's just fun to watch. Most everybody, except for some people like Matthew, who didn't even watch most of it or fell asleep, something like that, liked the movie. I loved the movie, and um, I really think that you should see it. I think that you should take all of your friends. You don't even have to get drunk to enjoy this one. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, I I highly suggest the movie. It's great. It's totally worth the money for the ticket, and um. Yeah, go see it or don't. I really don't care, but uh, until next time, see ya.